0: This is Get a Load of This Podcast, where we cover topics for truckers and entrepreneurs alike. Our guests are coming straight from the trucking industry and industries that directly influence and impact the truckers and trucking companies. We want to bring tremendous value to today's leaders and entrepreneurs and our future of the trucking industry. The common passion amongst our host and our guest is one thing, it's you it's you the people that make this country move the trucking industry enough with the introductions let's get this load on the road, on the
1: road. we are your host thomas cameron and ryan let's get, get rolling
0: what's up everybody thanks for joining us today This is your host, Cameron, with Get a Load of This podcast. With me, I've got special co-host, Thomas Comstock. He's an insurance agent with me over at Valley Trucking Insurance. Thomas, what's up, man? Oh, you
1: know, doing the deeds every day, moving forward. (laughs) Slanging it. Yeah.
0: Doing the thing. Last time we chatted, it's been kind of a wild ride on the trucking and transportation piece. The gas or the cost of fuel is going up. Finding drivers has been a headache, I'm guessing. Is it the same same talk that you're hearing Same from ducks, the folks? yeah. The
1: only thing different would be uh, the way that brokers are handling loads right now. I uh, see a lot of people trying to find new ways to ensure that they're going to be profitable with their runs. So, a lot of those short term turnaround loads aren't really cutting it anymore. So, people are expanding their radius, and I just think it's putting more people on the road and probably going to have some adverse effects to rates as time goes on. But we'll see.
0: Yeah, I'm seeing um, the good companies accelerate. You know, they're taking advantage of the relationships they've built. They're running with good profit margins prior to getting gouged on the gas and then the rates on the spot market cutting down. So I'm starting to see some of those companies accelerate. Unfortunately, there's been other companies that either were leveraged a little too much, the margins were tight to begin with, and all of a sudden now they're contemplating on shutting down their doors or they're having to make some drastic changes in order to kind of keep the Mm -hmm. wheels turning, if you will. I think one of the strategies, which is why I'm excited for today's guest to come on, um, is kind of an overall view for tax planning and um, financial services. And with me, I've got special guests. I've got Dallas Richardson, and then I've got special guests. Rick Bailey. Rick is actually an author of Orchestrate Your Legacy. Uh, the thing that caught my attention is Dallas had reached out to me a while back and is basically like his opening line is like, Do you like paying as much as you do in taxes? Would you want to save money on taxes? So to me, as a business owner, Fleet owner, you know, trucking company owner. That's something that you know that they're going to be paying attention to. As we all know, we pay a lot of money in taxes, and sometimes you question where that money goes. But uh, there's a lot of things you can do. There's a lot of uh, bad knowledge out there, and trying to find somebody that's an expert in their arena. And I think if you write a book on the topic, Rick, I think that makes you an expert. So I'd like to welcome Rick in. Rick, how are you?
2: I'm doing great. Appreciate being you know being in here helping you guys.
0: Yeah, man, I'm excited to, to hear from you and um, share with our audience what you guys do. There's no doubt, I think, a ton of value you guys bring to the table. Let's give the folks a little bit of an introduction of, you know, who you are, a little bit about your background, um, what you do, and uh, let's kind of catch folks up to speed with you.
2: Um, you know, it's one, we do a lot of, uh, like, like Cameron said, we do a lot of tax planning, um, You know, I I grew up in the in the farm industry. My dad was a CPA. I saw that people really if they plan, you know, for taxes, they can keep more money in their pocket. And that's that's how I was raised. And, you know, as a background, I've got a master's in accounting and a law degree. So I spent a lot of years as a tax attorney. And now I work as a consultant so that we can use a lot more strategies that are just not, you know, legally focused or, or accounting focused. You know, we'll use life insurance, you know, for a lot of our strategies. But really the goal is keeping more of your money in your pocket and you spend it the way you want versus Uncle Sam spending it the way they are going to. Because they aren't going to fix the pothole in front of your house is what I always say. <laughs> so keep keep the money. Um, but planning, and and I'll tell you, it's going to get worse. You know, right now we're seeing an economy that's that's, you know, I mean, inflation's going up, you know, fuel's going up, all of our costs are going up and they're talking about increasing taxes, which just means that's more money out of your pocket. So less money, if we don't plan, that's less money that you have to spend on growing your business or or just planning for the future.
0: Yeah. And that's um, if you don't plan, you're kind of just at the mercy of your, either your CPA or God forbid you actually file your own taxes, right? <laughs> Do your yeah. own planning, um, which I know a lot of folks end up being guilty of because, uh, you know, let's face it, a lot of business owners, I think, are good operators. They were good at their craft and all of a sudden they decided, hey, I'm going to become a business owner, but they're maybe not necessarily the most well coached or, um, you know, highly educated on business. And, and taxes and and i and I feel like i'm fairly educated, but taxes is honestly it's it's kind of a foreign language to me, especially when you um, it, you know, I, I don't know what the book is on taxes, but it's, it's thousands of pages that I'm never going to understand or read. And I need someone like yourself to come in. Now, Dallas, I met Dallas years ago. And, uh, what stood out to me about Dallas is, is when I first met him, he's just like down to earth, salt to earth type people, hardworking, um, not afraid to knock on doors, knock down doors, really, in my opinion. And so we started talking a while back on, you know, how can we help the trucking industry? Um, you know, how can we help the people that make this, in the, this economy great and make America move? And that's what led us to this conversation and the introduction to Rick. Dallas, let's, uh, let's give you a moment. I want you to introduce yourself. Let's talk to the folks about what you do, a little bit about your background too, because um, you know, a lot of it, I think is going to relate with a lot of the, our, our, you know,
3: listeners. Sure, so. sure. Well, Name's Dallas. I'm the proud son of a blue collar business owner that lost everything in the 2008 recession. And uh, needless to say, I'm not uh, exactly the uh, shiniest or sharpest tool in the shed, but I had a, as Rick and a lot of our team members have experienced, an unrelenting, persistent uh, personality. And I was always uh, motivated to find a way. That, the tools and resources that would have saved our family's business. And then, um, not a lot of people know, but after 2008, I went into the oil fields as a roughneck. And as you can imagine, that's no stranger to the most gruesome injury and worse. And uh, I saw firsthand what happened to a family when, you know, a good hardworking guy was killed and there was no, no will, no trust, no insurance, nothing there to take care of the family. And, um, saw a huge lack of real um not financial literacy but understanding and like you said earlier it's really really complicated and rick can uh tell you about this we've had endless conversations the tax code is over seventy-three thousand pages who that you know <laughs> i don't know if rick wants to tell you but there's quite a few guys on a team that goes into just knowing what we know how to do and uh The whole point, the whole style was how do we control and reduce debt, keep the interest for ourselves as business owners, and reduce our taxes so we can repurpose those dollars back into our business, insulate us from recessions, supply chain issues, employee issues. Uh, And now, like uh, Rick said earlier, I think we'll see more than ever is... uh, the taxation activities of revenue-starved federal government. And uh, let's face it, they're not going to go after the 90% of Americans that have nothing. They're coming after the guys that have worked their fingers to the bone to build their business and are sitting ducks for heavy taxation. And um, that's, that's basically the whole point and mission that I've been on for the last 10 years.
0: Yeah. And I think the persistence is a thing and uh, no one could doubt your hard work. I saw that in you the day I met you. Right. You're not afraid to help people out. You're you're really passionate about truly helping the working class. And obviously that's uh, stems from the experience with your old man and um, having to go through that hardship and stuff. And I think it's a huge component. You 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 mentioned a couple things like life insurance and estate planning and a will and that kind of stuff. I think part of being a good leader, a good business owner, a good manager is having those things in order and having um, strategies and plans in place to perpetuate your business. God forbid something happened, insulate yourself from really a, a recession. You know, we're starting to see the effects of like this high cost and and like demand for manufacturing, but they're not paying the greatest. All of a sudden gas is through the roof, you know. It's all part of the overall strategy. And so that's why I was excited to get you guys in. Um, Let's chat, Rick, a little bit about the process of maybe someone that's coming to work with you guys or possibly work with you guys and get consultation. What's the approach you guys take? I feel like it's very similar to mine over with Valley Trucking Insurance um, with our clients. It's not just, hey, submit these forms, fill these things out, and all of a sudden I'm going to save you money. There's a lot more that goes into it. So let's kind of touch on that and what that approach looks like, Rick.
2: Well, I think the biggest thing that we we spend a lot of time getting to know our clients, you know, who we're working with. So, you know, we're, we're going to go through, fill out, you know, client questionnaires, get, get get copies of tax returns, any documents that help us know where you're at. And we're, we're going to assess that, you know, what, what do we see, what holes are there? And then we'll spend a lot of time talking about what are the goals and objectives. I tell everybody, hey, if you want the perfect plan, I'll show you the perfect plan. It's the one I put in, in, in for me, you know? Now, if you look just like me, you know, same amount of kids, you know, everything, maybe it'll work for you. I, I think a lot of people think that, you know, planning's like getting on uh, Amazon, and you, you click a couple buttons and out, out spits your perfect plan. It, it, that's not how this works. You know, it's not, it's not a commodity. It's, it's, it's designed specifically for you. And so it really comes back to garbage in, garbage out. If we're not getting a lot of good detail and spending that time, we're not going to get the right plan. And, you know, it, it comes back to I can design the best plan and... You know, if we say we're going to buy, you know, need to buy some life insurance to cover that and you can't write the premium check, to, you know, there again, that's not the right thing either. So we spend a lot of time getting to know our clients, really digging in and, um, the you know, it's the the more we find out a lot of times, the more questions we'll ask, the more documents we'll go back for to really, you know, figure out where are we starting from? Because everybody's somewhere along that planning continuum, and we want to take you from where you're at to where you want to go. And the the sad thing that you know Dallas brought it up with his dad. I've I've seen that happen way too many times. People coming in, and you know I've had to say you know Mom and Dad decided not to do anything. You know we we you know we talked to them, but they decided not to do any planning. And someone passed away, or. Somebody you know their their company went went bankrupt. All of those things can happen, but you know we want to plan. You know where you're at and where you want to go, and you know I, a lot of my clients you know are not employees, so they're not looking at really retirement as much as what happens when I want to slow down. Um, whatever it is, let's let's build build it, and then once we get that plan in place. Then it's then it's an ongoing review. It's like every it's every, everybody else. They review their financial statements. They li- review their, their their property and casualty insurance each year. Their health insurance. All of a sudden, you get to your wills, trust, life insurance. Like no, nah, one and done. You know, I, I I I thought about it once. I don't ever want to see it again. You know, we we want to come back and say no. It's a process each year. Let's go back. You know, because your goals may change. Your family changes. Your you know, it's like, hey, I do want to retire. You know, I want to retire early. I want, you know, I want to keep working. I'm finding a lot of clients now, you know, they they enjoy, you know, staying in the business longer, but, you know, they're golfing more, they're fishing more, they're traveling more, but I find they're a lot more productive too. So whatever that is, you know, we just want to build a plan around what what, around their personality, if you think about it that way um what is it that they want want to do and enjoy so
0: yeah and that's why i loved learning to get to know you guys in the process because i agree and uh i take a similar approach and a lot of folks you know some people might be put off by that it's like i've never been asked these questions before you know no one's ever taken the time to understand this and i guess to some it could be a burden but then they're probably not truly at that point where they actually want help. They just want a quick solution and want you to fix it for them and give them that. Right. And the old cliche is uh, what failing to plan is planning to fail type deal yeah. there. And so that's where I love the team approach. I love the specialization and, You're right. I think review of these things frequently um, will uncover changes because people change philosophies, or, you know, all of a sudden they want to donate to charity or give money back once you become successful. And it's like, how do we do that? But how does that incorporate in the overall plan, which also will in turn help our taxes, right? And also help for, um, you know, what we're going to leave our kids and our family. And how do we keep the doors open for the business moving forward if something happens so we don't have to liquidate all of our equipment just to pay off whatever debt and tax bills and all these liabilities that came that were unforeseen, but could have been planned for. Um, And so something like, you know, the story you shared, Dallas, like that has to be inspiring. And I think it makes it real when you call on clients. And I know that you are calling on clients and dropping in and knocking on doors. Um, You know, tell us a little bit about that. You know, when you're when you're reaching out to someone, who are you looking for? And when you're in there, you know, I'm guessing you're hearing these stories and stuff. How does that look, Dallas? Who am I looking for?
3: I'm looking for, I'm not going to lie, I'd say about one out of 10 people I'll speak to are open minded enough. It's kind of this happy medium. You either get a younger individual that's open minded because he likes the idea of using tax savings to fund business growth to be able to retain his top guys, to build retirement, like I say all the time, are using your own dollars or using IRS's dollars to build your retirement and building your business? I mean, last I checked, they don't really send out a thank you card, so why not use their money to build your own business? And I'd have to say the guys and gals I'm looking for are motivated, they're hardworking, they're open-minded, and they appreciate the idea of what proactive planning will do for them. I'm not going to lie. Most time I walk in and I say, they say, what are you here to sell me? I, say, I smile and I say, I'm here to sell tax savings. And they all laugh. They're like, well, you we better come on in here then. Or they'll say, oh, I got a CPA. And I'm like, great. When was the last time he called you with this great strategy to save you $50,000 a year every year for the rest of your career? That's usually the answer. I'm like, I'm that guy. And then that usually opens the conversation. And then my my uh, my system's a little different than most. I mean, uh, we usually, like we will tonight with a couple of local uh, contractors, we're going to have a few old fashions at the local whiskey bar to get to know each other. And then from there, we really see what if we're a fit, you know, because they're interviewing us and we're interviewing them. You could ask uh, Rick. I do not work with, you know, most white collar individuals. We got a couple of bigger commercial guys, but I don't work with doctors, dentists, dentists, excuse me, or lawyers. No offense, Rick. But, um, you know, we turn that over to another guy on our team. So it sounds really cliche, but I'm looking for the people that really want it and they're not afraid to explore outside the box. We had a meeting last week, Rick and I did, with an individual where... We were talking about trying to find them a better CPA because an open minded CPA, um, if you find one, you better go buy a lottery ticket, you know? And when we do find them, we sink our claws into them because we want to hang on to those people and develop partnerships. So, to answer the question, what is it like when I'm door knocking? I'm there to sell tax savings. I'm there to help them build build their business, build their life with tax savings, and to develop a relationship they will really take them far beyond any local advisor would ever be able to give him. Like my father, he had the local attorney. He had the local big shot advisor, uh, financial guy. He had the local big shot CPA. None of them are around and neither is he. So Rick is, uh, I was very fortunate to come across him. Uh, I mean, he's from Napa, Idaho. He don't live in Napa anymore. And if it wasn't for his kid, I probably never would have met him. So long story short, it's very hard to find people of that caliber that can really do the things that will, for lack of better words, just make you shake your head saying, I didn't even know that was possible. I mean, we're talking about if a guy wants to sell his company, most of them think, I'm going to lose the taxes. Why? If we got somebody like Rick, before the sale is listed, we got 20 to 30 ways of doing that. You want to retain your top guys that are usually – qualified enough to go out and start their own company, but what are you going to give them that's different than your competitors? Another dollar an hour, big whoop. Why not give them something that feels like ownership? Or you know, there's all these little nuances that come into play, or um, we're on an insurance podcast, so we might as well talk about it. Why not insure the things that most commercial insurance cannot cover and use that as a tax savings? There's all these little things that are very difficult for a blue-collar business owner to find. And those are the things that would have saved our family
1: business. I think um, – oh, sorry, Kevin didn't mean to cut you off there. Uh, I think that you know one of the big things about all of this stuff is a lack of education. I mean, in all honesty, um, you know, when I first started doing this insurance business um, – my mom was like, hey, you can take a look at my stuff. I'm like, all right, cool. So then I'd ask her a question and she literally put her hands on her ears and was like, blah, blah, blah. can't hear that. You, It's your job. You do it. And, you know, that's wonderful if you trust the person you're with. But like you said, local hotshot, he ain't around no more, you know, and they're not giving the education to really empower their clients. They're just doing the work for them. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of putting their people into a bit of a bit of a hole. So um it's kind of a a sad thing because i know that like you said financial literacy or understanding is not very broad up there there's we're not taught it in school so we're automatically putting a lot of blue-collar industry or business owners into a hole right from the get-go because they're good at what they do and what they do is the operation of the business but maintaining that business is a foreign language i mean even to me listening to you guys talk i'm still having a hard time understanding like where you guys fit into this puzzle to be able to help the individual business owners as much as you know you say you can which i'm sure you guys do regularly and uh, so like in layman's terms what's the big difference between you guys a cpa or a tax attorney because i think you know you're kind of a mix of them is that accurate
2: it, it's a it's a mix but it's also if you think about a team you know a lot of like i think I think a lot of cpas um they can tell you what happened last year. They're going to put together your tax return and and say, "Here's what happened last year, and here's the check you're about to write." Um, you think about the attorney; they're going to put together your, you know, your corporate documents, your your trust, your wills, all those documents. Is somebody planning and managing those professionals? And where we take a step back and say, "We're going to, you know, help help your team." you know, look at all the different things. And it's when I learned this from my dad. My dad, you know, being a CPA, being a farmer, um, you know, I was I was raised by him. And then I, you know, go to law school. I start working as a tax attorney, uh, working on just, you know, high net worth of clients, high income clients. And then my dad and I started sharing clients. So either I'd bring clients to him or he'd bring some to me. And I started realizing we looked at things completely different. Not because, not right or wrong. It's just because of his background, my background now, we looked at it different. And we would talk about those things, you know, you know, without the client in the room. So we can really come together and say, what are you seeing? What am I seeing? What's the best plan going forward that we can present to this client? So that when we present it to them, they're not, they're not hearing competing ideas. They're hearing, here's the best plan because we worked out the details. So we really work in collaboration with everybody else to make sure that the plan is appropriate. And, and I'll tell you, I'll give you a good example. I was, I was working with a client in uh, December and we've been planning on a bunch of, of income tax reductions strategies. In fact, we, we had a call with the client you know, coming up and we had worked with their CPA and, and realized there were some things the client hadn't told us. And as we got on the phone and said, well, you think we're getting on here to tell you that we're going to reduce your tax bill for this year? Well, we're about to tell you we're going to double your tax bill this year. Because if we if we, if we we recognize a bunch of income this year, it's gonna be each dollar we increase your taxes this year, it's at a rate of about 6%. In the state of California, you know, that's, you know, can be as high, as, you know, 50%. But we said, if we do that this year, if we don't do it this year, we're going to lose a bunch of tax credits. And so we triggered all that this year at a low income uh, income tax rate for that money. And now this year, their tax rate will go down, you know, about by, you know, down around 20%, which is a significant savings going forward. So being, being collaborative, and that's where we come in as, you know, a lot of clients don't have a team. You know, I'm working with a client back in uh, Ohio. And I, you know, it's one, when I first talked to her, we were going back and forth and getting the meetings ready. And when I got, and and she had kept saying in her emails, every time I talked to anybody, they're just trying to sell me something. And I got on the phone nice, you know, on the Zoom call with her, first thing out of my mouth after I, you know, got a little chit chat in there to get to know her a little bit more. I said, we're here to sell you something too. But before we decide what we're selling you, let's get the plan in place. So now that we go and we'll, we're we going to see: do you need you know, an attorney to do something? Do you need a financial advisor to do something? All of those services and, and products that you need to fulfill your plan, you're going to buy with a purpose it, because you're going to know why you're buying it. And her comment back after about the third meeting, she, you know, she really said, you don't know what you don't know. And that education is is such a key to everything happening. I mean, uh, between the four of us here on the call, we, we could all look at it and say, well, I like that. Thomas doesn't. Cameron doesn't. Dallas does. You know, we're all each going to come in with our own opinion. Is this right for us? But we're going to do it with an educated uh, decision, not just it happened to ha- you know work out that way. And that's you know just throwing darts isn't planning; it's praying. You know, go buy lottery tickets. You 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 know maybe that's the way to retire. But it's it's really develop a plan and know that you've got a team around you, and and that's what we've developed over time. Is you know we have a lot of people that they do one thing really really good. And if it fits for that client, we'll bring that person in. You know, we don't, you know, out of 10 clients, nine probably didn't even need that expert. But for that one, it's going to be huge. So even with the attorneys, I mean, you know, every attorney or most attorneys say they, they do estate planning. How many of them really do estate planning? That that's what they do. You know, we want an expert. We don't want somebody practicing on our clients. Uh, we want CPAs that can help us, that are a team member helping to plan, not just, you know, always saying, here's what you owe. Let's let's reduce what you owe. So that where we really become different is we take the planning serious and we'll spend as much time on the plan to get it right. I mean, when, when I start working with a client, uh, you know, we'll start the plan. I say, you know, if I got the plan right the first time, go buy a lottery ticket because we just got lucky. It might take us five meetings. It might take us ten meetings to get it right, but we know by the time it's done, it's what the client wanted, and they and they understand what they wanted and why everything is in there. Now they can start moving forward, and and you see it in business. I mean, business. You start seeing a lot of business owners that are growing their business, and and the employees are happy. Why are they different than anybody else? well, they didn't just get lucky, they've got a system. And we do the same thing with our clients, we build the system. But it's to educate our client to make good decisions.
0: Yeah, what a fantastic answer. Mm -hmm. And there's no doubt that your white glove approach and like ongoing and continuous involvement and communication with the client um, has led to your success and level of success. I think a lot of folks you know, kind of going like way back to the beginning of Thomas's question and like what Dallas was talking about, your dad thought he had a team, right? He had local professionals that touted like, we have a solution for you might not have been like customized and really fit to what the needs were, but they thought they had a team. And what led to that, in my opinion, a lot of times is these guys talk to their buddies, or other business owners they're at the truck stop. Hey, who do you use? Or I just got this tax bill or I just got my insurance bill and holy shit. (laughs) Like, who do you use? I need to talk to your guy because it's not working for me. And they kind of, they, they forget, especially if they, they weren't with someone that took the time to educate them, why they bought it in the first place, what they bought in the first place. All of a sudden all that goes out the window and it turns back to a commodity again. And so that's why I was really excited to get folks like you guys on because this is a platform and this is the ability for folks to understand and learn, hey, there's other options out there. A CPA might be good and you might have a good CPA and they fit as part of the team, but you're probably missing another team member to help the play work successfully to accomplish what you guys need. Right. And we run into that a little bit with insurance and um quite frankly, like you guys would be a good piece. Attorney's always going to be a good piece. Um, You know, safety management components, um, technology vendors are a good piece. Like there's all these different facets to business that these folks need to really understand how they can help and benefit them, make their jobs easier, put more money back in their pocket and that kind of stuff. And so um, that's why I was excited to get you guys on here for that, man. So Dallas, what's a good success story you know, that, that made you feel good, especially like coming from the impact that you felt from your dad going through his thing. And like, no doubt you've been able to help some people or help another company, like avoid disaster. Like, let's talk about
3: that. Let's share a story. So we helped a contractor of pretty good size. He had, he had under 70 guys working with him, four different business entities. He had one for, you know, these these entrepreneurs are just get up and going. And before they know it, they're just trying to throw the railroad, you know, together in front of the train, a bit of debts and issues and taxes and expenses bearing down on them. So they never really stopped to look behind them and see how it was all organized. Like one of my first questions to him was, why do you have so many LLCs? And he just looked at me and said, I didn't know there's anything else. And, uh, So here's a good example. We reclassified three of those four companies as an S-corp, made one of them a C-corp, set up agreements between them. So if he ever did get in a lawsuit, there was clear and defined legal agreements between them so he could never, like if one of them got sued, the other three were protected and taken care of. Before we came to the picture, He had guys from business A delivering to business D, guys from D going over to B, and B going over to C, and there was no written agreement. If he would have gotten in a lawsuit, he would have lost everything. Doing that also brings in some tax benefits when you really know how to play with those corporate structures. He had no buy-sell agreement. My question was, what happens if Frank develops dementia? We all know his family is going to show up wanting the three million dollars that we, you know, you guys said the business was worth. But we all know there's not three million bucks just sitting in his savings account for when something happens. And Rick can back me up on that. He's got plenty of stories. He had top guys, managers, and supervisors he wanted to keep. His guy, he kept on training his guys a little too well. Next thing you know, they're opening a shop down the street, taking a lot of his customers with them. Right. So he, we put these plans in place to keep them happier, give them something that's better than a 401k so without giving them ownership of a company. And if it's structured the right way, there's a tax benefit there. We put a, what we call captive insurance over it, where basically he was insured against supply chain issues. If there was a manager running his mouth uh, to a client and lost uh, a big contract or something like that, that was a huge cash savings that we developed for that individual. There's all sorts of little nuances that everybody, like you said earlier, my father had a team, but they never were in the same room working together. They were never bouncing ideas off each other, and they never worked comprehensively the insurance guy and the investment guy hated each other's guts. And always my dad was just, he's a dirt contractor. He's really good with a dump truck, but you give him a tax, you know, a tax return and he just looks at it like a monkey looking at a roadmap. You know, that's not his thing. And he just, like, uh, like Rick said, he didn't do anything. He was frozen by indecision, didn't know what to do. And so when guys like Rick and our team come in, none of us have like a, or product driven individuals are like man we got we gotta ram this square peg in every hole we find, we work agnostically, we work comprehensively, we work holistically, yeah, there's some curse words and frustration sometimes you know with any business, but we mean- mean well by it, you know, but that's probably one of the best success stories I have. I'd have to say the shining mark of my career was. They were harmed by COVID-19 and actually had cash to buy out their competitor that was over leveraged and was on sale. I mean, we're in business. When's the best time to buy? When everybody is in distress. When's the ba- Like everybody says, Dallas, what are you doing right now? I'm sitting heavy on cash inside of my, my accounts. Why? I'm going to let us get about three quarters of the way through this recession. And just when it can't hurt anymore, then I'll make my move. I'm not going to buy a full price, and neither should a business owner. They know better. So there's all sorts of things that can be done. We haven't really talked about it, but we even have a master investor where if they have this so-called financial advisor is so good, why don't we get that reviewed? Why don't we see how good that guy is? Let's all be honest, no offense, Cameron, but uh, a golf swing is not as good as a financial swing always. So let's see how good he really is. Let's look at his policies. Let's look at everything. Make sure it's up to par. And if they are in doubt of the size of what we've done, I mean, Rick has had us work on cases where I thought my head was going to explode with complexity. And then, you know, we've worked on uh, simpler cases. So.
0: Yeah. And I think you bring up a lot of good points there and the insurance guy hates the tax guy. Cause one's better at golf. Clearly that's what I <laughs> gathered from that. It's funny you mentioned the entrepreneur building the track with the full speed train. I feel like Thomas uh, feels like that sometimes working with me oh, yeah. side by side. He's like, he's like, man, we like, I don't, it's funny though. Like you made that comment. Um, so all this sounds very expensive to me. Right. And and if I was like a business owner and a truck company owner and a fleet manager, and it's like, it's like, that's great. You can save me a ton of money and reduce my taxable income and liabilities and save me like tens of hundreds of millions of dollars. Like, that sounds like it's going to cost a lot. How do you guys come in when you do the agreements? Is it on retainer? Is it up front? Is it part of the actual savings that occurs? Is it part, like, let's talk a little bit about that. Cause I think clearing that up will help get the right people to you. So there's a clear understanding. You don't want people just calling and praying and saying, you know, I'm going to call you and hope to save money, but you know, what does it cost type thing? Like an attorney, um, cause, cause Rick's uh, Esquire over here, sounds like, but um, so let, let's talk a little bit about that. How's the compensation structure look? What does it look like when folks engage with you?
2: So what we try, what, well, not try, here's, here's our process. So when, when somebody's referred into us, what we'll do is the fact finding and initial phone calls with the client just to get, get a good understanding of them. And we'll we'll spend our time so there's no fee up front to, you know, for us to get all of that background information. Then we're going to pull together a preliminary plan. You know, it's it. Here's what we see. Here's what we know we can accomplish. And for some, we will give here's a timeline. And at that point, we'll set up a flat fee arrangement. That way, that flat fee, and the reason we like the flat fee arrangement is we're going to put as much time into putting that plan together as it takes. We don't want anybody looking at the clock thinking, okay, if I, if I just give him half an answer, we can move on. We want the whole answer. We want to spend the time to get that right. And, you know, it's one, that, that fee arrangement is to take it from the planning stage all the way through implementation. And when we go to implement, well, it's, it's one of those where if we need to hire an attorney, that's, of course, that's going to be extra. You know, hire a CPA. If we need to buy life insurance, investments, whatever, those extras are going to be the services and products that we're going to buy. But our planning fee is, is strictly a flat fee arrangement. And then we'll set an ongoing maintenance agreement for, for ongoing years. But it's it really is one... We try to make it reasonable, and it's and it's going to be based on the size and complexity of of uh, what we're doing. You know, a lot of most people, it's it's going to be down, you know, fairly low. But you know, we work on clients that are you know, you know, you know, high high net worth, and of course, those fees are going to be larger just because we're working on something that's more complex. But we try to do it. You know, we really try and do it. We want to be fair with the client. And we want to take the time to do, you know, as much as it takes to get it right.
0: Well, and you do get what you pay for, right? And so I know there's going to be costs associated. And I think a lot of folks um, don't place the correct value when they're getting a price or a bid or a quote or figuring out what a fee schedule is going to be on what the actual earnings and the implied earnings and time savings and like, expertise that you're paying for. Right. And this is yeah. a challenge that I have quite a bit. So when somebody you know, wants to assign a price tag to it um, in terms of insurance, and this is, this is just because this is my world, <laughs> like you get in an accident, you're not calling me and be like, man, I am so glad I got that cheap policy. Like tell me I'm covered <laughs> for this. Right. Like so. So I don't want to associate this conversation with trying to like cheapen it or, hey, it's going to be the the, the best price every single time. Because it's not, but you do get what you pay for. But I I know that's part of the conversation and like the thought process of a business owner too, right? Is what is it going to cost me? And more important than money to most people, especially when you're successful and probably working at the class and level of folks you guys are, is how much time is it going to take for me? And then what is that time going to return For me or my family or my mission or, you know, charities or whatever I'm trying to do. And so I think that is where that initial consultation and upfront discovery, you guys take the time to do Rick. That's where the value comes in for me. So I think it's worth, you know, any amount of time you put into that for a business owner, um, especially that has their local experts that are on their team helping them, but haven't talked to them for 10 years and said, Hey, here's what's coming up on the horizon and stuff like that. It's like, it's like, no, you gotta be talking to people like Dallas and Rick, um, and Thomas for insurance and being proactive and, and understanding what's coming down the road. Right. And help them create a roadmap to get them where they want to go.
2: Right. Well, it is, it it really is spending the time. Like I am working on a client right now and it's, they're, they're a large client, large, and they're in the construction industry. Uh, their their business is worth over fifty million. They've talked to their CPA once in the last five years, and you think about the amount of taxes that they're paying, the amount of opportunity to reduce their taxes, and what was interesting, I I was introduced to them um, within thirty minutes. They asked if we should if they should replace their CPA. If you're asking us and let's be honest a stranger in a 30-minute conversation <laughs> if you should replace your CPA the answer is yes. And we we've, we've spent the time to get to know them it's it's been now about 5 months and we're to the point now we're ready to introduce them to who I think will be their new CPA. And I'm not going in and saying here's here's five people interview them. I'm saying we've already talked to the ones that we thought could be a fit. Here's who personality and everything else we think would be a good fit for you. Now go go talk to this one individual or this company and see if you get the same feeling we do. But it really is, its you know, there's there's such a lack of communication, lack of education in this whole planning arena that, you know, people are overpaying. People are not getting the results that they, they, they don't. You know, if that accident happens, they're not going to be happy. If someone, if a business partner passes away, they're not going to be happy because they may have, you know, 50, 60, 70, 100 employees, however many that are now on, out of a job. You know, I, I work with a lot of business owners, you know, they're, they're 30, you know, 40 years into their business. They say, you know, we want, I mean, they think of their employees as, as family. But are they taking care of that business like they would their family, knowing that if something happens to them, that whole thing's going to implode? So we just, we, you know, we want to be results oriented, but it really is one, it's getting the conversations, that communication back and forth so we can find out what's important to you. You know, what is it that you want? The savings is going to be, I'll tell you, the I think the biggest savings is peace of mind. Just knowing now I'll tell you we're gonna pull the band-aid off when we start talking you're gonna you're gonna realize there's more problems that, that are going to keep you up at night that we need to fix but it's it's being able to sleep at night knowing hey if something happens, my family's protected, my business is protected, you know I don't there's not a hole left. It's not leaving it to chance that that hopefully it works out.
0: I didn't see insurance salesman on your resume, Rick. It sounds like you're selling me insurance because that's exactly the conversation Thomas and I have. Like we exchange a piece of paper for hundreds of thousands of dollars and they're like, what do I get? <laughs> well, peace of mind. And, you know, they took the time to plan and stuff like that. So that's awesome, man. I, I actually, yeah. I, I really love that approach. and um, uh, And it has to be part of their thought process, right? And you're exactly right. Business owners, it's not about money. Um, you know, at a certain point, once folks make enough money and they're comfortable, they care about giving back. They care about how do I help other people. They care about their employees as family and their employees' families. That's a lot of weight riding on the shoulders. And uh, unfortunately, I think the day-to-day can eat people up and the lack of resources and education and bad advice, right? Dallas of these folks that are talking to the CPAs and the wrong people, they're just not exposed to, Hey, there's a better way. Hey, there is things you can do. Hey, it doesn't take that much time, energy or resources to actually put these things in place. And it's going to give you that peace of mind as Rick just said. So um, h- how do folks get in touch with you guys? Where do they find you guys? If they want to set up a consultation, um, you know, where, where can we direct them?
2: The uh, easiest place is to go to the website, camasadvice.com, and you can click on the info button there, and that's, that's one way to connect to us. Or you can uh, email me at rick at camasadvice.com, and Dallas, you know, he, you know, same thing, dallas at camasadvice.com and get you there. And so that's, that's probably the easiest way. Unless, you know, Dallas, uh, if you want to give out your phone number, that'd be great too.
0: <laughs> be getting blown up with text <laughs> messages and phone calls of like, I want that tax money, Dallas. Save me that money.
2: Notice I said his phone number, right. not mine. <laughs> <yeah>, for sure. <laughs> yeah. For sure. That's like
0: I give out Tom- I give out Thomas's phone number, That's not so mine. Like, here, talk to talk to Thomas. <laughs> You're right, Rick. I don't need to sleeve. Why? <laughs> Why?
1: <laughs> I don't need that.
0: <laughs> Work more, got it. You don't sleep, man. You worked on the oil you never, rigs. You never sleep. Yeah, we got four Come boys who don't let you sleep anyways. Uh. <laughs> no, I think it's great, man. I really appreciate you guys taking the time. No doubt I know you guys are busy. Um I'm excited to get this episode out because uh, you know, insurance and taxes and finance and it's like like you said, it's like put the, put the ears over the, or your hands over the ears and like, don't talk to me, but it's so valuable. There's so much interesting stuff. There's so many tools and resources. And like you guys are a wealth of knowledge on how folks can actually leverage, take advantage or not get taken advantage of just because of their ignorance on certain topics and planning and estate planning and wealth management and stuff like that. So I'm excited for this one to come out guys. So, and, and I'll be sharing, you know, we'll put all this stuff in the notes um, the release notes and then obviously Dallas um, and Rick, when you and I chatted, um, making the introductions to the clients and and th- there's no you guys can work in any state, right? There, there's no states yeah. you guys can't work in.
2: We we work in every state and we also work with a lot of international clients as well. So, OK, we're not perfect. restricted true professionals Perfect. right there. That's
0: good to know too cuz transportation's uh, worldwide. So mm-hmm. yep. we got folks that ship and are in logistics in multiple countries. So I think that this is awesome. Oh, great. Anything that's on the horizon like what are you guys excited about this next year or or maybe this quarter? I don't know how far out you guys look for things, but like what's one or two things that um are that motivate you guys?
2: I I'll tell you the one thing I I don't know if this is being, you know, uh it's probably the depressing side I mean really realistically we, we've got some issues with the economy right now you know inflation's going to is, is definitely hitting a lot of people the stock markets going down um, they're talking about potential for a recession and at the same time they're talking about increasing taxes so I I you know planning has really become a year-round activity now and tax planning is 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 all the time. I think. Uh, I think the thing everybody should take from this is there's opportunities to plan. You know, it's one I. You know, I've been at this thing well over 25 years, and I've I've seen done it in good economies, bad economies, taxes going up, taxes going down. You you just need to get started. If you really don't even know what you have, let's help you figure it out. And some people, you know, especially younger, I'll put it off. I'll, you know, I'll do it when I'm older. When is that? You know, there's no magical age to start. Um, You know, but I can tell you, I've I've had phone calls from people in, in the hospital and, you know, saying, what do we need to do? I'm not coming out of the hospital. You know what? That's too late to start. You know, the sooner we can start, the... Honestly, the the more time we have, the better tools we can play with. I can do late stage planning if I have to. I can tell you, it's not comfortable for me. It's not comfortable for the client. Everybody's, you know, do we have time to learn it? No, you don't. You actually have to just pull the trigger and do it, you know, and kind of pray that it all works. We want to take the time, do it right. So start start younger, start today. And uh, really, I mean... There's always opportunity to plan. I even go back to the, you know, when things crashed in 2008, most of my clients expanded their business. And a lot of them, you know, took out the competition. I just had a client in, uh, during the pandemic that went from $150 million of revenue to $1.5 billion of revenue. When everybody else was staying at home, he, he, he went 10 times on his business. And his net income went up 10 times just because he was positioned for an opportunity. So I think that's what we're always looking at and looking for is not only build the opportunities and build the, get the plan ready for it, but knowing that you can pull the trigger on when those opportunities are in front of you. Is it time to expand the business or is it time to cut back? You know, you'll know, but it's because the plan was built for it.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. That's amazing. The and and I agree. I think um you know when companies are set up and there's good leadership and the right um team involved I don't want to say take advantage because that that probably doesn't sound correct, but like they thrive in a in an adverse environment, right? And um, those that are able to pivot, those that are able to think ahead and adopt technologies and have, like Dallas talked about, like better um, benefit packages and are able to retain and actually attract employees when others are struggling to get anybody. They're losing all their people, right? Um, Because people's values have shifted and have changed um, coming out of COVID. People are a lot more um responsive to want to spend time at home with their family. They're not wanting to be away. Now that people have got a taste of like, well, I can work from home. I don't have to go to the office. Obviously some professions and a lot of folks like truck drivers have to go right? Otherwise like our goods and materials don't arrive. (laughs) So they they don't have the luxury of just sending it. And they don't want that, you know, that people are worried about autonomous trucking and all these things and like remote control trucks and shit taking over their jobs. Like we're not, we're not here to discuss that. And that's not a thing, but, um, but how do you make their lives better? How do you make their home lives better? How do you structure the benefits and the the 401ks and insurance and trainings and, you know, what are you investing into them? So, um, yeah, that's awesome. Thomas, do you have anything that you want to ask or anything? Like, cause I know early on, it's like, what do they do? Yeah. Um, I think they've answered that thoroughly. Thoroughly, really,
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, a you know, quick recap. I mean, these guys help with basically everything. They'll keep who you <laughs> need to be hooked up with to make sure that the plans in place, they educate you and flat fee. I mean, that's <laughs> pretty dang, uh, the, the synopsis I got for it but like honestly I think um, the services you got provide can definitely help out a lot of people and I think maybe Cameron might want to you know <clears throat> see what uh, what <laughs> we can get doing it. you know, I'm, I'm sitting here like <laughs> he's like yeah, you know, you, you you mean, start, you, start young Cameron you <laughs> gotta start young <laughs> yeah the year
0: round endeavor not just October for us delinquents when yep. we do our taxes right, right? <laughs> No, that's cool. Guys, Dallas, I appreciate you, Rick. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for sharing with us. Thomas, as always, Um, we'll put up how to contact you guys when we release this. We got a Facebook group, Get A Load Of This. You can find the podcast on getaloadofthis.com. We release on all the major platforms, um, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, YouTube, you name it. So we'll be sure to share it with you guys and uh, your network as well. So thank you, guys. Appreciate your time. Have a good one. Thank Thank
2: you.
1: Thanks, guys.